I'm pretty sure he said the ball gobblers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> emo podcast where we talk about all things pop punk emo post hardcore the broader punk scene and everything in between and play some jams for you today on the show after taking nearly the entire summer off we're back to talk about the extraordinary rise in popularity of christian bands in the scene in the 2000s if you have the time be sure to rate and review the podcast on apple podcast and spotify and share it with your friends and be sure to follow us on instagram at the elder emo podcast Thanks for joining us and enjoy the show. And we're back. Bet you thought we were gone. Bet you thought this wasn't even going to be an episode, but it is. I left a long, dramatic pause there for effect. <laughs> I was like, what's he doing? <laughs> Make, makes them anticipate more. Bring in the energy. I like it. Yeah. After Nobody can see your finger but us, but they, they definitely know what's going yeah, on. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I could see his finger, and I still didn't know what was going on. <laughs> so how's it going, guys? It's been a minute. Oh, it's good. I'm glad to be here. 
been too long. Way I am too long. horribly and utterly just just tired and old. Yeah, that's that's, that's life. That's the thing. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> I have a five month this old at life. home, bro. Tell me about it. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay, I can't, dude. I'm can't really. I love her to death, man. She's, <laughs> we'll, she's we'll quit complaining. <laughs> she's a she's growing too fast, man. She hit like three, four, five milestones within like a couple of days, dude. Dang. Yeah, bro. Heck like yeah. she started grabbing her feet. That's awesome. Rolling no. over from her back to her belly, uh, interacting with her toys. She started talking more. She's eating purees now. Yeah. That's awesome. It's awesome, bro. Crazy. Like it's great. Like yeah. she's sitting up on her own now. Like she's starting to, you know, hold her weight up. So she, she, it's it's crazy. Like it's a cool process watching her grow up. But at the same time, I'm like, why? I miss when you were tiny. Yeah. <laughs> she's like doubled her weight and her. Oh dang. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. Like she's she's growing like a weed already. I know it's crazy. Like, because I know with like Jeremy and Patty's kid, I noticed. She was like one size, and then literally after like not seeing her for a week, I come back and she's just like boom. Yeah, that's that's it's exactly like, what it felt like, dude. Like I was just like, holy crap, what happened? Like it was like instantly. Like it's like what? Yeah. It's like you go to sleep and you wake up and they're big. How did that happen? <laughs> her heart grew three sizes that day. It's magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm a little, uh, I'm a little jealous of uh, Trevor over here getting some rain. I know, man. It's been coming down like crazy. Like it just started like at maybe like four o'clock, and then it it came down super hard for a really long time. And then it stopped, and then it hit again really hard, and then it stopped again. It's actually pretty cloudy outside still, but I'm down for us getting rain as long as it's tomorrow because I just washed my car today, and if it rains right after I got my car washed and cleaned out, I'm gonna be a little upset. I just, don't blame just you. Just a little upset. So save the rain for tomorrow, and I'll be good because I didn't wash my car tomorrow. I washed it today. <laughs> yeah. We need rain. That's how it goes, then. It's, it's bad. It looks like it's going to rain. Yeah, it's like super cloudy, and apparently it did rain in Seminole last night, but I see none that. It's, I mean, it smelled like rain last night when I was coming home and I saw some lightning in the distance, but I don't, it definitely didn't hit right here in this particular Nothing part of town. beats the smell of rain. Yeah. It was pretty Love awesome. It. Just that, that vibey feel, like that, yeah. oh, that's so refreshing, so nice and relaxing. A little bit so of nice and lightning in the background. Yeah. It was, it was pretty dope. It thunder. Dope. Feel the thunder. <laughs> lightning and the thunder. <laughs> thunder. Thunder. Trevor, you got a thunder reference? Think on it. I can't think of anything, dude. Damn it. I guess you could say he's <laughs> thunderstruck. <laughs> Woo! I am thunderstruck. Oh. By me and my gorgeously <laughs> good good looks. One. Oh, yeah. I am. Yes. Usually. All the time. I'm just like, who's that hunk of man standing in my doorway? And then Zach shows up and I'm like, oh, never mind. I'm just oh. <laughs> Thanks, man. Makes me feel so good. The first part, I was looking in the mirror, and I thought it was my doorway. Oh. It's like, who's that sexy mofo in the door? Oh, that's my mirror. <laughs> mirror. Mirror. Is that the proper way to, to say mirror? Is that like... It's a mirror, and I'm going to paint a mural of myself. 
Mirror. With the band Mirror playing in the background. Nerr. <laughs> it's Nerr. <laughs> That's a big no on a mirror. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm like, I chugged a Red Bull earlier, so now I'm just like ready to go. I'm happy. I'm excited. I was trying not to chug my Red Bull, but then you handed me the beer, and I was like, I got to chug this thing now because I'm not going to drink Red Bull and yeah. a beer at the same time. I just don't think that would go very yeah, well. Together. Directed, man. Lost Hiker, is that the place in Rio Dosa? Yeah, yeah, we went, nice. uh, uh, when the hell did we go? We went, I think we went last weekend. <clears throat> oh, dang. We just went there for the day and hung out, and I saw it when we were walking downtown. I was like, dude, we have to go there. Like, I really want to try that. But their beer's pretty yeah. good, dude. Not too bad. Yeah, Jeremy has a couple of glasses from there. He, he said it's pretty good. And that's a bar we're talking about here? A brewery. Nice. Rui Doso. Cool. How Small far? little brewery. How far of a drive is that from El Paso? It took us about almost two hours. That's actually oh, not bad. Yeah, that's not bad at all. That's not as bad as I thought it would be. I know, it's like almost four hours yeah, from here. Yeah, it's like four or five hours, give or take, depending on where you go. I'll have to make a note to check that out. I'm planning to hopefully go to Rio Dosa sometime next month. Nice. Once we slow down, take like a week off work and at least for a few days, go get a cabin when it's a little cooler outside. And yeah, me and the wife are the town. planning on taking the kiddo up to Dallas to see her aunt. So we'll be there for nice. a week. Hopefully two weeks. Nice. We're, we're going we're gonna to see. We're going to play it by ear while we're there. But I really want to go just to go to Industrial Cigar Co, bro. Heck yeah. You yeah, still, you still smoking cigars, Trevor? I am, sir. I have a whole plethora in my closet that are just sitting there waiting for me. Yeah. Nice. What what's what's been your favorite so far? Um, so there's this little it's not that they're not super expensive. They're actually really nice cigars as well, but they're it's called the uh, Tatuaje. Yeah, Tatuaje uh, is really good stuff, bro. Dude, I love their cigars, man. And, and uh, I think that they just did a collaboration not too long ago with another cigar company. I don't remember what cigar company they did it with, but I watched the video of the guy talking about it, and their their cigars are so good, dude. Yeah, and they're dude. not super expensive either. Every so. everything I've had from Tahuahi has been really good. Um, I I really like Crux. Have you ever had Crux cigars? I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, uh, Kelly's dad was the first one to show me those. Yeah, they're really, really good. Those are fantastic. They're sourced in Esteli. They make they make them in the Placencia factory. Yeah, dude. I watched a video of them hand rolling them. The guys in the factory just hand rolling the cigars. It's it's crazy the process that they have to go yeah, through. Yeah, bro. I I I'm an absolute fan of that. Um, I really like Principal cigars. Have you ever heard of them? Principal cigars? Yeah, Principal. I don't think I have. It's um, um Henrik Kellner Jr. He uh, okay. Yeah, he. It's uh. They make a lot of cigars with him, and they do a bunch of, like, small batch stuff with, like, really, mm. really good tobacco, and they only do it in, like, limited quantities, and they do, like, yearly releases where they change, like, the blend on it to make it, you know, a little bit different, a little bit more unique, but they're, like... Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, their selective process with the tobaccos that they use is, like, very, like, very hands-on. They want to make sure that it's going to be... a really good release when they make them um their aviator series is like amazing the cochon volant is probably my favorite cigar from them i'll have to check them out dude i mean especially because i'm i'm trying to get back more into cigars i've been 
working my butt off here lately, so I haven't really had it's a hard chance to, just, to it's hard, Yeah, days. it's hard to take take mm. a couple of hours to sit back and enjoy, man. So Yeah. I wish I knew more about cigars. I do enjoy it when I smoke one, but I've I'm like stupid when it comes to cigars. It's it's a learning process, dude. Like it really is, and like I I really I think it's really interesting. Like yeah. if you go like into a deep dive on like the types of tobacco leaves that are used, like how much of a variety there is, and like how changing one leaf can like affect the entire cigar. Yeah. Like say yep. you add a lajero leaf in there, it'll make it like such a much stronger, much much more potent cigar. Whereas if you put like a sickle leaf in there with the blend, it'll mellow it down like significantly. The blending process is really, really cool. Cause you got to think about where the tobacco is sourced from, where, were, where yeah. was it grown? How was it grown? How long has it been aged and fermented? Um, that type of thing. I'm like really spoiled now, dude. Cause I used <laughs> to like go to cigars international and order like those $80 bundles of like 20 cigars, you know? Yeah. From like AJ or Rocky Patel or something like that, but you know, I since since getting in touch with the guys at Industrial and Frisco, they've spoiled me, bro. Because they're all about boutique <laughs> brands, bro. Like that's all they have is like boutique stuff. Like they carry some uh, Oliva, some Padron, some Fuentes. Patron. Yeah, but they have um, mostly boutique stuff, man. Like it's stuff that you probably never even heard of, like Crux and Principal or uh, a couple that they they carry in. They they carry. The, like their whole line whenever they get a release they get it you know cavalier uh genevi Geneva. i don't know if you've heard of them they have like the little gold diamond on their yeah on their cigars you actually have one in my closet those nice. are really good those are another boutique that i've gotten spoiled to man it's just they've they've spoiled me to that because the boutique cigar companies they actually take the time and they actually care about what they're producing they're not just trying to you know, yeah. just throw throw these cigars, even though they've only been aging for like six months out on the marketplace, you know. They they, they actually age all of their tobaccos at least three years before they release the cigar. They take the time. Yeah, the, cigar world, the, the cigar world is almost exactly like the beer world, man. Because I mean, at the end of the day, you're, you're paying, the more that you're paying, you're paying for the like handcrafted and what like actually went into the cigar. Just like the beer, yeah. like you're, you're putting your money into what? The people actually put into it exactly and, actually... and i mean a lot of these boutique cigars like they're very inexpensive for the most part especially when you're considering putting it up against like padron and fuente and davidoff especially how they have like the 20 dollars plus cigars you can get a way better cigar than a davidoff for half the price in those boutique cigars just because of the time yeah. and effort and care that went into those. Like it's, it's ridiculous. And I've gotten spoiled to that. So instead of using the, there's nothing wrong with being on a budget and spending 80 bucks to get 20 cigars. Cause you're going to get that much, but you know, you don't know how, especially from cigars international, they have the warehouses that they don't keep humidified. There's just like the cigars chilling. Mm -hmm. You don't know what kind of conditions they're in. They come in all cracked. Yeah, like there's been a couple that I've fire. cut and tried to smoke, and they're all plugged or the draws off, and it's not worth yeah, it, you know. Burn straight through the middle. Yes, yeah. so it's like, <laughs> it's it's better to take the time and especially, you know, talk to a tobacconist to make sure that you're getting your stuff from a tobacconist. But I'm really excited to go there 
because the wife has given me permission to spend a full day in their lounge, Dang. which is open for 12 hours. So I, I plan on spending every hour in that lounge, and I plan on smoking at least five cigars in, in the process. Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. It's, they're, they're, they're unreal. Like, if, you ever, if you're ever in the area, visit them. They're in Frisco. Like, they, they make you feel welcome. They make you feel like family. They'll hook you up with whatever you need. And if you don't like what they, they recommend, they will fix it 100%. Like, they're really good people. They're all about education, not cigar reviews, and about the cigar experience. Because, you know, like, when you're smoking a cigar with people, you have, like, these crazy conversations, and, you know, you just get to know the other person really well. That's them. That's the whole lounge. That's the whole experience. Nice. It's unreal. And it's hard to find people like that, especially like in cigar world. Yeah. Like people that actually like try to get into cigars are like, oh, well, yeah, this one should be good for you. And this one, this and this and that's really good. And this one's really good. But they honestly don't really know. What they're or about, they're, they're just trying to, trying to make a buck. They're like, yeah, you yeah, want exactly. this because this is, you know, this is where it's at. And they sell you like a $20 yeah. piece of crap that was overpriced, like ridiculously. Yeah, they're not like that. They're all about education. I've learned a majority of what I know about cigars from them. And I, they are just next level, man. Next level customer service. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm super excited to spend a day. Nice. And we, we'll... Take some selfies, man. Yeah, yeah. for sure. We'll, we'll, hey, we'll educate you, Brandon. We'll, live, we'll get live you there. Stream, live stream from there somehow. I don't know how to get you the Instagram because I'm stupid. But that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Also, I might send you with some cashola to like pick me out a couple of cigars oh yeah dude for sure really really good that'd be cool i could definitely do that for you man Oh.
Yeah, I was just telling Zach that I forgot I singed my arm hairs today. I was uh, welding some copper and I got the flame literally close enough to my arm to, I didn't get a single burn, but I'm like kind of got a bald spot on my arm now. You probably can't see it on the camera, but it literally singed my hairs. Ouch. It's because I was pulling the torch out of like where I had it and it just went like right across my arm and I was like, that was probably oh. a very nice smell. Oh, dude, it's it smelled so good. Very aromatic. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like just sitting Sniffing there sniffing your arm, your arm just, <laughs> oh, yes, that's Wafting the stuff right there. <laughs> Let me tell you. Oh, man. No, that was not fun. And then I actually burned my arm with the, the welding rod. I scraped it up against my arm. And Sounds like you need school. to take some classes if you keep burning yourself. No, it's <laughs> buy yourself those, those damn arm covers that people wear for the restaurants, dude. So right. they don't burn their arms on the plates and shit. Yeah, I really should. It's just this unit was like everything was so close together in such a tight space that I was like, like working, trying to not hurt myself. And the there was a kid helping me. I say kid, he's eighteen, but still, there's a guy helping me that, and he's like, "Oh, dude, do you need me to hold the mirror for you?" I'm like, "Bro." If you stick your arm anywhere in this vicinity, you're going to get burned because, like, there's no room for anything. So are you using, like, an actual, like, welding machine or? No, it's just um, a little torch. It's uh, an oxygen tank and an acetylene tank. Okay. Ran to a little torch tip. Because I know, because when I was a welder's hand, they had, like, the big rig setups and, like. Oh, yeah. I would love to learn how to do all that, but. I don't, I don't have, need it. I don't have steady enough hands, bro. Otherwise, that yeah. would be the my my course that I probably would have taken to get you know my a career in because welding is like very, very yeah. It's a, it, yeah. You can make good money once you become very a profitable. Welder. You know, and it's very simple. It's like just knowing a few tricks. But my hands aren't steady enough. I wouldn't be able to make it, my my welds would probably turn out like shit, dude. No, yeah, like. I kind of wish that I would have followed that more when I worked at that trailer shop with those guys. They showed me how to weld and how to like help them build the trailers. It was actually pretty fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Never forget the day that that Joe went up and like he like just got through welding a trailer and he like went to put his arms on and had just cooled off. Like it, it was still hot, but it the hot the like red had gone away. Yeah, and he went to put his arms. Oh on, no. to, like, start talking oh. With and like all the beads oh, of the weld no. were just like burnt oh. into his skin for like oh, two or gosh. three weeks. <laughs> well, I remember because like where I worked, they did like aluminum welding too for like the trucks, and um, that stuff is freaking gnarly. Like if you ever get to welding aluminum, like just cleaning those welds up, dude, that stuff is like gnarly. Like if you get like the shreds of aluminum like in your skin or anywhere, dude. Good luck getting that out, dude. Oh, it yeah. hurts. It's so it's I like fiberglass it. times ten, in my opinion. Because you know, fiberglass, you feel it for a while, it just kind of burns and yeah. stings a little bit, but then it goes yeah. away. Aluminum, dude, is like it it doesn't go away unless you can figure out a way to get that aluminum out, dude. Yep. It's terrible. It's the magnet. I'm just kidding. That's actually not a bad idea. I wonder <laughs> uh, why did I never think of that? <laughs> yeah. I was over here like with tweezers and stuff looking in the mirror like, where's that? I got to get it. It hurts yeah. so bad. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. 
Yeah, we're old. We talk about our day jobs. Yeah, who <laughs> Which mine's fixing to change. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm fixing to start streaming. Look at that. Yeah, I got. I uh, happened to cross. Uh, I guess I could call it an inheritance of sorts. I got a, a laptop which has the processor that I need to run a capture card through, and now all I need is the capture card and a webcam, and I'm good to go. And I'm gonna be able to start streaming. Heck yeah! Super excited about that, man. Like I really like. I enjoy playing video games, and I have been told, and I I find myself very entertaining when I play. Just you know. I get mad and it's funny. I do funny stuff and it's funny. I say some funny things. I react funnily. Funnel, funnily, funny, fun, funny, funnily. 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 I react in funny ways. What, what, would, what would that be called? Is it funnily? Funny ways is just the way I would say it. Okay. So yeah, I'm just an idiot. idiot. <laughs> Anyways, but I'm super stoked on that. Uh, wife's You'll giving never me, be a streamer with that vocabulary. I know, right? I gotta, I gotta brush up on my my literature skills yeah. a little bit. Yeah. No, I'm that right. could be something that could be your, your niche, man. Be like, funnily, and put that <laughs> on a t-shirt. There you go. <laughs> yeah, just uh, look at this cave. It's all funnily. Wife's gonna give me a, a, about a year to see how it goes, which I feel like is plenty of time, you know, because if I can start, you know, monetizing a little bit, I can actually bring in a good income off of that. Oh, yeah. I'm not looking to be the next big thing. I'm just looking to be able to, you know, do that. That way I can work from home. And, you know, if I do get, you know, big enough, you know, whatever. If if that happens, then Chelsea can stay home too. Yeah. And we well, can just use that as our, our source of income. And, of course, obviously, we all know that this podcast is going to end up being our main career. We're going to oh, blow dude, the heck up. And absolutely. We're going to be as big as Emo Night, making all that money, making that paper. That's the goal. That's, that's the goal. <laughs> You know, keep Oldest keep it up there. Just... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is a good format we got going here. Could work. Then we have like special guests every week, like uh, my neighbor down the hall. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just random people. This dude oh. I ran into at Walgreens. Yeah, he had a Pierce the Veil shirt. I thought he was cool. <laughs> He said he doesn't know who they are. He just yeah. bought the shirt for random. He said his daughter <laughs> listens to them, and I felt what, weird. <laughs> what was that dude from, from Deadpool 2 that just showed up because he saw the ad? Freaking, uh, oh, yeah. What's his name? I forget his name now. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, is it? Daryl? Is it Daryl? I think I so. I don't th- it's, Damn it. Where, where, where Brandon's about to Google this because it's gonna bother us now. Yeah, IMDb, <laughs> save me. Oh Here's my gosh. Deadpool dose. I said Deadpool too. Come on. It's not what dose means. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Peter. Peter. Yeah, and he's like the only one who doesn't Ooh, die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah, we're going places. We're oh, gonna, yeah. We're going to have Peter on the next episode. Heck, yeah. We're going to have our very own Peter. He's not going to know what the heck is going on. He's just here for a good time. Yeah, here for a good time, <laughs> not a long time. I was listening to the, that band Idol Threat, which I'll play one of their songs later on. Um and they're, you know, they're a tooth and nail band and they sound pretty reminiscent of like the 2000s, like tooth and nail bands. Like they, they're kind of in that category. And it just made me think like they might be the only one. 
Like that used to be like you could throw a quarter and hit somebody who's in a Christian band or a Tooth and Nail Records band or yeah. a Solid State Records band. And now exactly. like it's almost non-existent. It really is, dude. Like I remember like going to freaking like the uh, the Christian store and like going to the music section and there's just a whole section that had like all the metal bands like it had like as i lay dying the devil wears prada bless the fall when they were labeled as a christian band i think the word alive got mixed in there somehow at one point too i want to say i found an our last night uh cd at mardell once and then um what's that website is it tumblr where you could like ask people Mm -hmm. questions yeah um, so the, I was following the singer for our last night on Tumblr and I like, he was doing like a Q and a thing. And I asked him, I was like, were you, were you guys ever like a, a Christian band? Cause I bought your CD from a Christian store and he's like, LOL. No, <laughs> <laughs> at least he was honest. Yeah, for real. He was like, he was just, well, I feel like a lot of those bands back in the day weren't actually Christian. They just like that was such a huge thing yeah. back then that they just would like, yeah. hey, let's call ourselves Christian, and then people yeah, will actually the they'll like yeah. they'll go in and they'll buy our stuff just because it is Christian. And like, I, you know, there's a few bands in there that is very questionable. Like that that can't be Christian. Well, right? that was yeah. literally the thing back in that day, dude. Like everybody wanted to like ride that coattail so much. They were like, oh yeah, we're gonna be a Christian band. But as soon as they got signed, not a lot, all of them, but a lot of them were like, as soon as they got signed, they were like, okay, so now that we have our name out, let's go ahead and jump to a new record label. Yeah, and we'll do yeah exactly. We mm-hmm. It was it was a popular train to ride at that time. It was it was a crazy time. It's it's very interesting to me that that was ever like the popular thing yeah. to do. Like yeah. you know, I feel like it was an easy intro to like get like younger kids into it. I really think that's part because of it. that's at least like, like you could tell your parents like, Hey, this is screaming music, but it's a Christian yeah, band. They're, they're singing, Bible, they're singing yeah. Bible verses and stuff. So, you know, and then the parents, so you, you hear him. He said, stomp on the devil. He said, stomp yeah. on the yeah. devil. Yeah. Not, not, <laughs> yeah, not, not, not ha- hold hands with the devil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean that for sure helped with my case with my parents. I was like, Oh, no, they're a Christian band, but I also just, like, said that so that they wouldn't question what I listened to. I was like, Linkin Park's a Christian band. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and just because there was no cussing and the lyrics were, like, somewhat uplifting, I guess. They went for it. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I can see this. I remember showing my parents I set my friends on fire one time. And Why would you do that? <laughs> because they wanted to know. They wanted to hear the band that they just yeah. bought for me. <laughs> I, <laughs> Let's just say they were they were like what the yeah <laughs> they were like okay I, at that point I think they just gave up and they just stopped regulating like what I listened yeah. to because they were like no I just no I don't use. I don't want to I don't want to get into that like yeah. let's not no I like it's interesting for me because I loved the idea of it because it's like as you know you know we were going to church we were in a youth group and. I I personally always felt so different from like the other people who listened to like emo music and heavy music and stuff because you know and just calling it what it is but the kind of the lifestyle that comes with that is very not church friendly for the most part. Yeah. And that's, you know, so I can see as an adult now why my parents were like, "Oh, I don't want you going to that concert and stuff because 
a lot of like not necessarily evil stuff. I mean, I'm sure there's some like evil stuff going on, but you know, like for a 16 year old, there's some bad stuff going on, like a lot of drinking and cursing and, you know, hooking up and all that stuff. And so I liked the idea that there were bands in that world that weren't doing that. that yeah. You know, I loved the idea that there was someone like me walking into these bars and into these venues and into warp tour. And it's like everyone else is partying and they're just like, they're no, just like, I'm yeah, not going to touch that. I'm, I'm here. You know, I, I love Jesus and I also love punk rock music. And exactly. here I am. And, you know, come to find out half of them didn't do that. Yeah. They just joined in the party. <laughs> but I, I, I definitely agree with that. It was just, yeah, it was, it was nice to know, like, or at least I thought I wasn't alone, but you know, um, but yeah, it just made me start thinking about that and how that was kind of a thing. Like, I'm sure you remember Trevor, like we would almost do, it was, it was like a witch hunt, but like the opposite of a witch hunt. It was like a saint hunt, I guess, like looking through all the CDs and like, you remember we'd like look in the, the thank you section and be like, Oh, they said, thank Jesus Christ. It's a Christian band. Yep. And it's all like. Attila or something. (laughs) It's like, just because the drummer's a Christian doesn't mean it's a Christian band. I feel like it was also a good marketing strategy for that case as well. Just based on the fact that, you know, listen to half the crap that was on the radio talking about sex, drugs, alcohol, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Yet these guys, they weren't promoting Christianity per se. And they, yeah, I still, wouldn't. I wouldn't say they were the most up, uplifting of you oh, know yeah. lyrics or, or anything. Some but of the it, saddest songs came from like Emery and Dead Poetic, yeah, and Amberlin and stuff. But you know, it's like they're not necessarily talking about like Christian literature either or anything along yeah. that lines. They're just you know basically sad boy emo stuff. But they go to church. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's not necessarily, it it was a good market to hit because of that as well. You know, I just, I feel like they had a good balance, a good happy medium. Of course, it wasn't like the next radio stuff. Yeah. At least not for a while at that point in time anyways. But, you know, they could be played on, you know, they couldn't be played on like Caleb or something like that yeah. but <laughs> back in back in my day we had radio stations yeah. for Christian rock bands <laughs> but you know it was it was better than the alternative you oh know? yeah they're not talking about you know sex drugs and alcohol yeah but they're not talking about bible verses either is like kind of like a happy yeah. medium you know and I always like I always think about the uh do you guys remember like when Fuse would always do the Warped Wednesdays Yes, they would do like the yes. behind the scenes, the behind the scenes, thing. and they would show the crew doing yeah. what the crew does. Yeah, there's like the one year they had the segment where they showed the Bible study at Warp Tour, and then Fat Mike oh, from yeah, No Effects like goes in there and Fat, he's like start, yeah. he's like making fun of them and stuff. But I I watched that over and over to see like who from what band was there to see who I was allowed to listen to. <laughs> so I was like, oh, there's Haley from Paramore, Under Oath, uh, Emery, that's cool, Amber Pacific, I guess that's a band I need to check out. <laughs> you yeah. know? And, I don't you know, know. It's kind of it's sad, dude, like, like to think about that video, because like, I, I remember watching that, and, like, Fat Mike, like, went through some shit, dude. Like, his life was yeah. just a horrible fucking mess, man. Like, I feel bad for that dude. Like, he would go around and make fun of people and be an asshole, but, mm. like, 
straight up like he was like addicted to drugs and like yep lost his family at one point and like he was like going through some shit man so i mean it's kind of horrible oh, yeah. people I mean. handle shit differently man yeah. i mean i remember going through some shit and like i i would always make fun of a bunch of people for no reason like it's just yeah. you know yeah. it's the, how you handle things how you express yourself it and everybody's plus, different he's a he's a punk rock like a genuine punk rock guy like yeah no effects is legendary if he's not gonna make fun of like anyone who believes in any sort of establishment like what's he even doing in a band you know yeah (laughs) so it's like it's understandable i just remember back then i was like i hate no effects i'll never listen to them and now like i still don't really like them but i respect fat mike like he's done a lot for music and i think it's funny when i think about it now it's like yeah it's not really offensive to me because like what do you expect yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. it's like i don't know it's it's just like people would get so up in arms and it's like well he's not a christian and as a matter of fact he's the singer for like a really popular punk band of course he's gonna go make fun of these people that's just kind of who he is but
So continuing on the topic of Christian metal emo music, music, um, didn't Under Oath used to do like Bible studies and stuff like after yep. their shows and whatnot? Mm -hmm. Yes, they did. They did like Bible studies on tour and stuff. I'm sure like a bunch of other bands actually did that too. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I think there were a few that were like kind of known for it, but Under Oath was for sure like the big one back in the day, like. They were the ones who were up on stage always like never preaching really, I guess, but always saying like, we're up here because we believe in Jesus and all that stuff. And it's cool. Um, I do have my opinions about that kind of stuff, which we can get into if you'd like, but I don't know. Something that's interesting to me that I always thought about is of like, all of the popular bands that were Christian bands back then, they kind of only take one of three roads, right? Like, I feel like most of those bands either just aren't Christians anymore or aren't, you know, traditionally Christian or anything that I would think resembles uh, real Christianity. But so they either like kind of drift away from their faith or they go so far into like the K-Love pop radio side of it that they're not like an emo or a scene band anymore. Right. Or they just break up because the lifestyle was too much for them to, you know, maintain their, you know, Success. biblical lifestyle and be on tour and stuff. Those are like the three main roads. Um, I'm, you know, I'm sure there's still a lot of guys out there like, uh, Steven Christian from Amberlin. He, he actually worked, I don't know if he still does, but he used to work for a Calvary church in Albuquerque. Uh, he was their worship leader for a while and that's cool. he's still doing mm -hmm. Amberlin and still, you know, involved in his church. So that's cool. But you don't see that very often at all. Like pretty much everyone in under oath is outspoken about, you know, having, kind of out there beliefs now and stuff. Um, and then, like I said, a lot of these bands just don't last. Like they break up eventually. And yeah, a lot of them just kind of move <laughs> on. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, man, it just comes down to, cause I mean, you don't know what they're going through. You Like at the end of the day, yeah. you don't know like what they're dealing with on their, on their own and like in their lifestyle. And I mean, like, yeah, they're trying to, trying to keep that integrity and trying to keep, that mentality and trying to stay 
true to their beliefs, but they also have people around them that are like, hey, man, like, you should go ahead and do this, and we should do this this way, and, like, you should just, like, kind of give up on the whole thing. I mean, like, I kind of, I understand where they're coming from when they have that mentality, because, like, I mean, at the end of the day, when you want to get out of it, like, and not be around that and try to focus on what you need to focus on and, and, and focus on your beliefs, like, I get that. Like, I mean, it's better to oh, try yeah. to push yourself out of that than to just stay in a place that's just going to be toxic and push you away from what you believe in. You know I mean? Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I think, like, especially, like, us growing up, like, in that youth group and trying to do the band at the same time, like, we were playing shows and still, like, on the worship team, too, on yeah. Sunday mornings. I... Back then, it didn't really feel like a challenge for me. It was weird. It's like, I, you know, I felt just fine doing both. But I, you know, I definitely felt from not a lot. Like, we, luckily, we didn't face it a lot. But I do remember there being some instances of people being like, you guys are a Christian band, really? You know, like, kind of that pushback. Um, and that was always kind of, like, made me want to rethink, like, oh, should I do this, you know? Well, I mean, it's but, also that because it kind of like it, it forces you to think a little bit, too, because these people are the same people that just hung out with you 10 minutes ago before they found out you yeah. were a Christian band and were just fine with you, like as a person, as yeah. an individual. And then you're like, yeah, man, we're actually a Christian band. And they're like, oh, really? Oh, well, your band wasn't as good as I thought. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it just it's immediately like, there's like a click. Like, yeah, it's one of those things that it's kind of hard in that. I like how that realm. I like how Finn McKinty puts it because he's like some. He he did a video about Creed of all bands, and he's like people hated them for being you know considered a Christian band, and he's like, but the same people who would hate on you know Scott Stapp for saying he's a Christian would feel like horrible people if they hated a Muslim band, you know, or like a, a Jewish band or something, right? And that's not you know, to say that anyone has any more of a right to respect than anyone else. But it's like, it's very true. Like the whole Christian band thing is such a target. It seems like, or it was back then, but it's interesting that it goes from that. to like, you've got Creed is like one of the most hated bands because they're a Christian band to then just a few years later, Under Oath is like one of the most successful bands in that style of music. Because or, they're and, a Christian you know, the Christian band. band thing is like a selling point. It's so weird. Devil Wears Prada got a lot of their popularity uh, yep. right off rip because of that, you know? And I don't even think, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they're still Christians, but they're not openly like, yeah, we're a Christian band. Yeah. You know, they talk about a lot of different, you know. Mm. Like I said, a lot of them do shut, just shy away from like the Christian label because nowadays it's not. A benefit whatsoever well i mean look at under oath now yep <laughs> they're like nah dude we're not we're not a christian band at all like yeah. what are you talking about you feel like that had a lot to do with like their success factor coming back because i feel like they're not as popular as they were after they came back i think and i think it, it had a lot to do with the fact that they shied away from the christian aspect i don't know if it's that necessarily but I think that did play a factor because they, you know, leaned so heavily into it. You know right. I mean? Like it's almost cringy yeah. in a way how they came back with, you know, blatantly like throwing, you know, F bombs and their songs right off the bat and stuff. And the fact that they would just like do interviews specifically centered around like, yeah, we're not Christians anymore. It's like, no one cares, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I feel like that they did help them or did hurt them. I mean, but I think part of it too is their music's just not as good as it used to be. 
Because, I mean, like, at the end of the day, like, that's why Aaron Gillespie left the band and started the Almost and, like, started doing his own thing because he wanted to get away from it and, like, kind of just, like, branch out on his own. And then <clears throat> when he came back, that's what their whole thing was, like, we're not a Christian band anymore, this and yeah. that. But, like, like you said, like, I, I agree that they, they leaned way too heavily into it because at the end of the day, like, we get it, dude. Like, you want to do your own thing. You want to yeah. be who you want to be. But <clears throat> you and played it, it so hard in the beginning, people are going to expect a certain... Well, yeah, Sounds it's like, how, how are they supposed to, you know, believe what you're saying when one minute it's like, we're up here because we believe in Jesus, and the next minute it's like, we put F-words in our songs because we don't like Jesus anymore. It's like, okay, like, I'm sure some people saw that as, like, a an inconsistency, which people change, you know. I Especially if you're in that world, I don't expect anybody to you know, last as like a, a real Bible believing Christian for very long in that world. It's part of why I'm glad I don't play in a band like that anymore because yeah, there's just, it's really hard to keep a consistent lifestyle when you're around some of that stuff so much. Um, at least in my experience, like not so much that I felt pressured to not believe what I believe, but it was just easier for me to drift away and let music almost become a religion instead of just something I do. You know what I mean? But I do think like as a broader a broader um world and just punk music in general is a lot like going to college. Like it's almost geared to try and tell people who believe a certain way that they're wrong. You know what I mean? Like, that's something that uh, Ben Shapiro and Michael Knowles bring up a lot is, like, the university system. Like, professors are almost exclusively these, like, super left-wing liberal ideology professors. And it's almost like their whole thing is trying to undo, you know, what the students believe in, in a sense. Um, And I feel like, you know, the punk scene as a whole is almost the same way. Like, it's... Very, you know, and people may get mad at me for saying this, but it is very, it's very, you know, biased one way in terms of like political beliefs and stuff. And that, you know, does kind of lump in your, you know, religious beliefs as well. I mean, shouldn't always, but it does. Um, And I just, I, you know, I, I think, I think that's why a lot of these like young youth group kids get out there and play the warp tour or get out there and tour with all these other bands. And then they don't last as like a Christian kid because they're so impressionable and they're so young and literally everything is being thrown at them. I mean, I feel like we even kind of face that a little bit just from the little bit of shows we played, you know, like, Hey man, have yeah. a couple beers. Like, oh, yeah. no, dude, it's cool. I'm a Christian. I don't drink. Nah, man, beer not going to hurt you. You're yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess so. You know, why not? Might as well just do some. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. That's just kind of my two cents on the whole matter is I feel like I feel like trying to be a Christian band in this world is just not not really possible at the end of the day. Um and sure there are people who made it and that's great, but I don't know. Well, I, I mean, feel like Well, I mean, look at Skillet, dude. They've yeah. sustained over two decades of success in that realm. And John Cooper's about as legit as they come. Yeah. I don't even like skillet, but if you listen to his podcast, like that dude is, he's about his stuff. Like he's, 
dead serious when it comes to he gets political too, but he's dead serious when it comes to the Bible and everything. And I appreciate that because there are, you know, especially people who are in rock music, you don't see that very often, I guess. Not these days. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's definitely one of those weird topics. Um, it was a weird era. It still is kind of weird because there's still, I feel like there's still some bands out there that try to get some credibility in that sense like yeah we're christians you know we we write about christianity you know we write positive uplifting stuff Mm -hmm. we we use bible verses and quotes and in our songs and they market that and it's still still marketable but like at that at at the point in time we're talking about what what would you say like between 2007 2010 ish yeah maybe even a little earlier like maybe 2004 2005 like tooth and nail started kind of getting really involved in like the the emo yeah world as we know it anyway um but as far as like the heavier bands yeah oh seven probably when that really really took off like right at the tail end of the myspace era yeah i don't know what do you think trevor i mean at the end of the day dude like like you were saying about the professors and stuff like that it's it's my opinion is like at the end of the day they you shouldn't, if you're in a band and you're trying to make it, like, let's say that you had just started off, you've actually, you haven't started off, you've been going at it for like three years and you're, you finally got signed to a record label. You're making it onto the scene and like, you're trying to do what you need to do. Why do you care so much about what another band believes in or what they're trying to do Yeah. enough to go in and heckle them and make them feel lower than you are? You know what I mean? Like, I don't. At the end of the day, dude, like, I'm not a huge, like, I'm not as huge into Christianity as I used to be when I was younger. You know what I mean? Like, I don't go to church anymore. Like, I don't, like, I don't go to worship and everything like that. But, like, I still have a sense of belief and I still, like, have a sense of, like, I know that there's a higher power above me. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, dude, like, there, there's no way that we live on this earth without somebody that dictates what we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but with that said, at the end of the day, like, why do you care so much? Why do you, is it hurting you? Like, are, is their belief, is their opinion, is their seeing of the way that they believe, is it hurting you at the end of the day? If no, then why do you care? You know I mean, like, yeah. why is it, why are you showing your opinion? Why do you have to shun them? Because at the end of the day, they're going to, some people take that to heart, and especially if it's a band that they look up to and they played with. And then at the end of the day, the person comes up to them like dude like your music was good but like i can't believe that you guys are a christian band like that's that's yeah. bullshit you know what i mean like that that would hurt you know what i mean that would be like okay well i'm not yeah. doing this anymore you know what i mean like oh yeah when i you know just me even my personal experience is like and i you know i was just a little more i guess like a oh, whiny kid back then but you know there were yeah. so many shirts with like expletives on them and shirts with like pentagrams and 666 everywhere you went when you went to shows and it's like i was offended i'm like you know why 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 you got to do that because if i walked around with you know like a not of this world shirt or something someone would have you know said something you know like it's almost guaranteed and again i think that's more me just being a whiny kid back then because i i don't know that Christianity that that's one thing as a Christian like I don't feel like we're as targeted as uh, targeted as people think at least not in that sense like 
I don't think that there's some conspiracy to like snuff out Christian music, but allow everything else in there. Like, I just think that music and the entertainment industry and as a whole is just kind of inherently more hedonistic and worldly. So like, you know, what do you expect? You know, Christian walks into a bar and sees people drinking. Like what, what are you supposed to do about it? You know, you, you walked into a bar, Yeah. you know? Um, but I do, you know, I, I think there is obviously, you know, principalities of darkness that are trying to, you know, make the Bible seem irrelevant these days. But I don't know that that has to do with the punk scene so much. Like the punk scene was never meant to be a Christian thing. You know what I mean? It's the same. Yeah, to it was me, all about anarchy. To me, it's the same concept as like being a plumber. Like you can be the most devout Bible believing Christian guy in the world and you're a plumber that doesn't make you a Christian plumber (laughs) you know like sure at your job you may be able to you know share your beliefs with people you may be able to share the Bible with people you may be able to pray for your customers even and that's wonderful but at the end of the day you're getting paid to fix their plumbing not you know fix their plumbing because you're a Christian like an atheist could do it just as well, you know? And yeah. so when it comes to it's, music, it's like they almost do it better most of the time. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, you know, to me, like, music, there is an aspect of entertainment in the fact that you're in such a public eye when you're a musician. What you say holds more weight than a plumber, yes. But at the same time, I still kind of view it as just a job, you know? Like, if you're a drummer in a band, that's no different than being a plumber or, you know, a salesman or something like you may have opportunities to use it for, you know, ministry or whatever, but at the end of the day, no one's paying you to do that. They're paying you to play drums or paying you to fix their sink, you know? Yeah. And see, that's why I was going to say like, when I, I watched an interview with Underoath, like when they first like got back together and then when they first started playing music, like um, they started talking about how they think that Christian music shouldn't be a part of a part of the music scene anymore. Which I mean, I low key kind of agree with that to a point because I yeah. mean, at the end of the day, dude, like it was such a big thing for people to write and to get their name out there that it became tainted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it became it became a way for people to get their name out there and then they would just shun it and be like, okay, this isn't who I am anymore. This isn't what I'm about. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. Oh yeah. I kind of agree with that at the end of the day, but also like if you're going to do something as hard as under oath did when they first started, like I said before, just stick to it, man. Like don't yeah. like, if you're going to jump from it and then jump to something completely different, at least like, I mean, you don't have to be 100% the other way because you, you decided to, to change your beliefs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, I do agree. Like, I feel like, like you're, you're just a drummer. You're just a guitarist. You can still have your beliefs. You can still have your, your sense of morality, but like you don't have to, to follow through with what everybody else is, is thinking, what everybody else is wanting you to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, and that's, uh, that, again, you know, like like I said, I feel like I hate to use the word indoctrination, but I do feel like there is a sense of indoctrination that comes with 
like this scene, you know, where it's just more widely accepted that like, yeah, you know, the views are almost a little more left leaning, you know, and yeah, in general, there's not a lot of like Christian people in this world, you know, but that, that kind of tension comes from both sides too. Cause I think Christians as a whole kind of see this scene as like the dark past that you're trying to get away from. And that, that doesn't jive with me too well because any of the darkness that I faced when I was involved heavier in music was not because of the music itself. Like I love playing drums and I love this music. We're doing a podcast about it. My, my demons were, you know, in a bottle or my demons were, you know, in my head and the things I did were not because I like fallout boy or under oath. You know what I mean? The things I did were because I had my own crap that I was dealing with, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I kind of take issue with trying to completely separate the two, like, oh, you can't be a Christian and like this music. Like, as far, in terms of, you know, as far as my beliefs go, like, I don't think I should be consuming this all the time. Like, reading the Bible and listening to worship music and stuff is way more important and way more spiritually healthy. But at the end of the day, I've never, you know, had a bad experience with, this music and this music is a part of me and I love it. And I don't see any reason to shun it just because I'm a different person now, you know, mm-hmm. again, yeah. it's this, it's like if you're a golfer, if you love playing golf, but back in the day you just got super hammered and beat the crap out of your crap out of your wife or your girlfriend when you were playing golf, right? Like, well, you're a changed man. You're a Christian now. Does that mean you're never going to play golf again? I mean, for some people, maybe, but ultimately, like, no, you can play golf and not have a beer and not, you know, be a jerk. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's the same thing with music. Like, you can enjoy music and go to concerts and not get hammered and be a jerk, you know? Yeah, absolutely. There's been more than a few concerts where I've just gone to just to enjoy and yeah. didn't have a drink, you know, just sat back, and enjoyed the music, you know? But there's then there's been plenty where I've been, like, stoned off my ass, hammered off my ass, yeah. acting a fool, so it, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good concept. I said, no, it's not just a little different. At this point, I hope I tell. Wife, I have any children shining. Things mean nothing. Oh, my luck's like a blister, but I tell. The death's getting there, well. Oh, at least that's how it feels. It will be okay, and I know. Fuck it.
to say And I'd get lost in the nothingness inside of me I was confused And I let it all out of mind That I'm not the only person with these things in mind But all of me can see the words revealed Is the only real thing that I've got left to feel Just stuck, hollow and alone And the fault is my own And the fault is my own I wanna heal, I wanna feel What I thought was never real I wanna let go of the pain I felt so long Erase all the pain till it's gone I wanna heal, I wanna feel Like I'm close to something real I wanna find something I wanted all along Somewhere I belong And I've got nothing to say I can't believe I didn't fall right down on my face I was confused Looking everywhere only to find That it's not the way I had imagined it all in my mind So what am I? What do I have but negativity? Cause I can't justify the way everyone is looking at me Nothing to lose Nothing to gain Hollow and alone And the fault is my own And the fault is my own I wanna heal I wanna feel What I thought was never real I wanna let go of the pain I felt so
Nice little block of music. <clears throat> We're throwing down the jams, baby. The jams. The jams. The, the headbangers. The ball. The the ball bobblers. The, the what? The the jam. The the jam. What was the last thing you said? <laughs> <laughs> can we go back? Can we go back to that one? <laughs> the the headbangers. Oh, the headbangers. <clears throat> the, 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 yeah. The the jams. We'll go with that one. The jams, right? The shams. I'm pretty sure he said the ball gobblers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man! My goodness. Oh. <laughs> so you guys get your your DoorDash and we're like, damn, I'm hungry. I'm gonna get. <laughs> I totally forgot that we even ordered anything, and Brandon was yeah. like, "Oh, our DoorDash is here." And then I fucking look yeah. over, and there's a there's a, a a bag full of a couple of uh, nice sub sandwiches for yeah. us. So I was like, "Yeah." I figured, like, I expected it to take longer, so I figured we'd at least be done with this episode, and then we could just eat in between, like, take a little break. Yeah. But then, like, it gets here as soon as we start this block, and so we're just like, <laughs> like eating so fast. 
I didn't realize how hungry I was until the sandwich was in front of me. And yeah. then I was just like, oh. I have never in my life eaten a meatball sub, and tonight was the first time, and it was, it was pretty mediocre. Dude, I do not, do not enjoy meatball subs. I just figured I'd try something different, you know? That's good, though. There's not a lot of people out there that like that stuff, that like to, to try different stuff, man. Speaking of trying yeah. different stuff, I actually tried something that y'all both may curse me for, but hear me out, all right? Mac and cheese with ketchup. But ketchup is disgusting Okay, on anything except fries. Did you say grilled cheese with ketchup? Mac and cheese with ketchup. Are you pregnant? No, 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 no. <laughs> hear, hear me out, okay? Hear me out. Okay, now, now think of it like this, right? Okay, so you got... You got a nice, you got, you, you got your nice, like, five-year-old dinner, right? You got your chicken nuggets, you've got your mac and cheese, you know, and you put some ketchup for your chicken nuggets, right? And a, nuggets, yeah. and a little bit of the ketchup gets on the mac and cheese, right? <laughs> That's the amount of ketchup that you put in your mac and cheese. Just, just a little bit. Like, not, you, you don't need to freaking all over your mac and cheese, right? <laughs> Just just a just a dibble dabble of ketchup and you mix it in there. It actually goes pretty hard. I feel like the sound of things were definitely necessary to you. Yeah. That was, that was the best part. <laughs> I mean I, I had to elaborate, bro, because like there's there's a difference, you know. I feel like you're suffering some cross contamination mm, there. I, I just just hear me out. Just a little bit of ketchup on the mac and cheese, and you mix it in, man. Trust me, it, it it's it's actually pretty good. You know like, what though? You know Good. I was just gonna say I don't like ketchup really at all so you don't have to like ketchup to mix it in your mac and cheese bro i promise i'd probably put some mayonnaise in there before ketchup i like mayonnaise (laughs) on everything now you're giving me other ideas don't do that because that doesn't that's because the only reason that made me decide to do this was because it was suggested to me i've always like despised that because i've seen people do it before but like i said they they just all over the mac and cheese which is not okay the only reason I decided to do this is because I like hot sauce in my mac and cheese. You know, like Cholula oh, okay, or something, you know, mix it in there, you know. So I was like, you know what? Okay, maybe I'll try it, you know, just a little bit, just a little bit. See, I'm not, I'm not going to knock it until I try it because I, I, I said the same thing to my dad when he put A1 sauce in his french fries. And I was like, dude, oh, what? that sounds pretty what are you good, doing? actually. A1 sauce. And I, and I tried to do it. A1 sauces, it it smacks, dude. Like, especially like mixed veggies and stuff, dude. Just add a little bit of A1 into that, man. Oh, Oh, it's a flavor enhancer. Yeah. DoorDash, can I get here fast enough? (laughs) We're all talking about food (laughs) now. Trevor's like, I'm freaking freaking hungry. (laughs) Trevor's got the rumblies in his tumbly. (laughs) That's funny. Dude, it, 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 it's, it never fails because, like, okay, so, like, we have two gates to this apartment. Uh-huh. There's the front one that's next to a Dollar General that you have to use a code for. And then there's the back one that I come in through that you actually have to have the, like, little key fob for. And I always tell, I put it specifically, please go through the front gate. The code is this and this. Go straight past the office, take a right, take a left, and my apartment is the first one when you come into the parking lot. Yeah. 
and they always go to the back gate every time. Every time. Front like, gate. The code's not working. Must mean the back. The wrong gate. Yeah. Get it right. So this, I, I put in there finally. I was like, by the Dollar General. It's by the entrance <laughs> by the Dollar General. In case you don't know the difference between front and back. <laughs> yeah. No, mine, it's like, I have the gate code. And it's like, go through the gate, take a right, take another right, all the way down, Build that's building one. I feel like that's fairly simple. Oh, yeah. Right, right, all the way down. And Easy. people still call me, and they're like, I took a right, and now I'm at building four? And I'm like, what? And we only have one entrance. There's two exit gates, but there's only one entrance. So it's like, there's no possible way that you went through the wrong gate or something. You just don't know what right and left are. <laughs> right, right, left, right, right, left, right, left. Speak. I love so much that there's literally a map that they can follow that like has your apartment pinpointed. Yeah. That they're supposed to follow. Yeah, right. Speaking of Christian so, bands, as, as, two rights don't make a wrong, but three rights make a left. Oh. Or something, however that goes. I was just going to say, I, speaking as a delivery driver, a past delivery driver, man. You were one of those failures. No, dude. I was one of those that despised the people that didn't give me instructions like that. Because there were oh, some yeah. people that would just like put the name on it, and I have no clue. Especially when the numbers and letters are like so small that, especially at night, you cannot see. So I oh, always dude. had to call these people like, where are you, dude? Like, which one is this? Because I have no freaking clue. And they're like, oh, I left you instructions. I'm like, no, you didn't. Otherwise, I would have it right here. Like, you left here. me your like, <laughs> apartment number. That's it. You didn't even leave me a gate code, bro. I had to follow this this other dude in. I had to, like, ex- hit on the freaking accelerator to make it into the yep. gate before it closed, man. Like, Dude, I feel for people who deliver like FedEx drivers or delivery drivers who go to these houses, like in Seminole where I work, like out on those County roads. Cause even I have so much trouble finding those sometimes it's like, and the, the instructions people give are so frustrating because it's like, I oh, don't take a ride on a three eighty six. Follow that down, headed west for about three miles, and you're gonna see a caliche road. You're gonna make a ride on there. Keep going until you see the crop circles and all the sawdust and the cows getting it on, getting real freaky naughty. And then you make another left, and then you gonna head southeast on that road. And it's like, huh, <laughs> <laughs> bro? Am I going to Albuquerque? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just it's stuff like head on three eighty six, like. Nobody calls the highway by its number, bro. It's the Hobbs Highway. <laughs> like, it would be so much easier if you just said the highway to Hobbs, New Mexico. Like, yeah. Nope, we need to head on 386, take a... And then it's never a right or a left, it's a... And then turn south, it's like, bro, I'm not a compass. <laughs> like, I think you overestimate my capabilities, sir. <laughs> It's just, it's so frustrating. A GPS on like, so far. Yeah. And then when it really is like they live down like a caliche road or something and you have to like trust that they know what they're talking about, it's like, you go down for about two and a half miles and you're going to see a school bus and uh, if that school bus starts shrinking like in the cartoon, you best run the other way. But anyway, you keep going. <laughs> like, it's just, <laughs> it drives me insane. 
Like, why do you have to live out in the middle of BFE, dude? Like, just get a house on a normal road, like a normal person. It's, yeah. Oh, Brandon, dude, how are you and your your, your lady doing, by the way, since oh. we didn't get to oh, yeah. put that out yet? Yeah, no, we're, we're good. She's good. Um, been, I mean, we, we're hanging out, going out, uh, talking, I guess, for since May, but it's been a little over a month since we, you know, made it an official thing. And so far, so good. I've been, she That's lives awesome, like, man. literally, she literally lives like, in the apartments that are like across the ones you can see from my parents' house. So oh, like, okay. She's just like right there. So like anytime we really need, like we can just come stop by and say what's up. Like last night I had taken her Red Bull just, she had been gone for like a week. Right. And she, she told me, she's like, Oh, you know, I kind of miss you. And I was like, well, I mean, do you need anything from the store? I'm going to the store tonight. She's like, no, I'm okay. <laughs> and I was like, that was an excuse to come by your, your house. <laughs> and then she was like, oh. <laughs> and so I ended up just like taking her a Red Bull for work. I was like, I think you, thought you might need this. Thought it was a pretty smooth move, but you know. That's, that's what I was about to say, man. Like, even if she doesn't like need it, like I would just straight up be like, you know what I mean? Like I was thinking about you, about this for you. Like, yeah. here you go. A quick five ten minutes, you know. Hi, bye. How you been? Yeah, and it wasn't Shake a quick. Hands. Wasn't a quick five minutes. We always end up talking for like a really long time. Well, there you go. And I was like, you know, kind of ready to go home and eat dinner because I hadn't eaten since breakfast. But you know, <laughs> but no, yeah, it's it's good. She's good. She uh, she she's okay with the fact that I'm. 14 years old at heart and do a podcast talking about this music, but I don't, <laughs> don't know that she'll ever be an avid listener. She supports that's you. That's, that's all that matters. matters. She supports, yeah. she, she she supports, supports you and she sees that it makes you happy and you enjoy doing it. And so she's supportive of it, yeah. even though oh, she yeah. doesn't like actually like, like that type of stuff, you know, or even will avidly listen, you know, cause she has to listen to you. I mean, Kelly, anyways. Yeah. Right. Kelly, Kelly. She told me that she'll probably never listen to any of our podcasts. And I'm like, oh, that's fine. I don't give a shit. That's funny. <laughs> well, I, I've, I've been telling my wife, I'm like, hey, have you listened to the new episode? Let me know what you think. And she's like, all right, yeah. And then like two weeks later, she's like, oh, I finally listened to the episode. And I'm like, oh, okay, what'd you think? <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. It's just, yeah. it, they they put up with you all the time anyway. So they're yeah, like, I'm, like not, I'm not going to listen to him on here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> I'm sure when I get the stream up and running, she's not going to pop in too often. Yeah, right. <laughs> she might pop in every now and then and say hello, but other than that, she'll probably just be like, yeah, whatever. You know, I got to hear you yell in the next room anyways while you're doing it, so I already know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> right. She's like, I don't need to watch the stream. I can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Live and in person. I do quite a bit of yelling. That's the thing. I'm going to, I, I've already talked to myself into like controlling my temper when I'm live streaming, you know, for the simple fact of, I don't want to be that guy that, you know, Hey, listen to this guy yell. He's freaking hilarious. He's like yelling and getting so pissed off right now. You know, I don't want to be that guy 
It's bound he to happen. He goes rage mode every time he plays. Exactly, dude. <laughs> it's like, this guy's raging over absolutely nothing, you know? Why are you yelling? I don't know. He played Fortnite and a 12-year-old beat him, and he screamed at the 12-year-old and told him to fuck himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of shit, man. Real quick before we uh, before we end it, um, I have been working on some some music on the side. Uh, Heck here yeah. eventually, as soon as I'm done with it, I'll send it to you guys and let you give me your opinion and uh, tell me what you think. Cool, Scream man. At me, tell me it sounds like crap. Heck yeah, definitely, man. We're gonna I'm tell sure, you sure sound it like sounds like complete good, yeah. garbage. You know, yeah. we're just gonna tell you it sounds good anyways. <laughs> you know. Oh no, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I'll be completely honest. <laughs> 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 hate to break it to you man but this sucks <laughs> sounds like shit that's exciting yeah. man I'm excited yeah, I, I really awesome. am heck yeah do some collaboration work maybe we can put off a couple of songs the elder up. emo record label slash entertainment conglomerate we're like prestige worldwide for emo people there you go <laughs> that's, that's yeah that'll yeah. work what would be prestige pe- no I don't want it to be pestilence worldwide cause that's horrible but <laughs> oh my god Pep- pessimism worldwide Yeah.
Critic. We've all been sitting next once in a while.